Hello, and welcome to The Domain of Women, a podcast highlighting the stories and ideas of women in social sciences. I'm Olivia Maynor, and today we're going to wrap up this season by listening to advice given by all of my guests so far. I asked them simply, what is a piece of advice that you would give to a young woman or just a young person entering into your field? You'll be hearing from Claire Wilkinson, Anna Goldfield, Amber Zambelli, Dr. Sanja Narainen, and Annalise Hines. And if you haven't checked out each of my interviews with them, go back and take a listen. In this episode, you'll hear advice that is not only applicable to those interested in the social sciences, but also much of what they said was just really great advice that could be applied to anyone. For this episode, it's just me, and I'll be unpacking their ideas and making some connections to my own life. I hope you find this episode to be valuable and interesting, because I certainly do, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So let's just jump right into some advice from anthropologist Claire Wilkinson. I think it's always, I would say it's a good idea to um, get good mentors, get good people who will give you good advice and who will tell you the truth about what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Um, I think a lot of people feel, I mean, I was just thinking about this recently, actually, is that a lot of students get very hung up about, oh, what's my grade and this and that. I'm not saying, you know, you should be, but I, I think sometimes people, it is, it's always hard to deal with criticism. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Nobody wants to be criticized. But on the other hand, if you can't, if you can't get used to dealing with criticism and then working from it and trying to improve, um, you're going to set yourself at a disadvantage because you're never really going to make progress in the areas you want to. So a mentor who you are prepared to listen to and let criticize you and don't get defensive, you know, and just take in what they have to say, I think that's really important. Um, I think looking, and, and again, looking for supportive people, um, who will give you good advice about your research, research. I mean, another thing that we have at universities, which is chronically underused by students is faculty office hours. Now we're required to, to hold office hours if we're teaching a class, um, which is really for students of the class to come and ask questions. And it's amazing how nobody uses it. And it's basically free advice, you know, and, and you know, students come and they say, oh, I'm having difficulty with this essay and people will sit down well, they won't write it for you, but you know you you can make you can make a lot of progress there, and that's and when faculty come to know you, you know then they get a better sense of your strengths and weaknesses. They're better in a position to sort of help advise you and guide you. So um, th that's a little bit different from mentors, but it's like you know faculty are there as a resource. Use them as much as you're using you know other kinds of things. Um, and again, you might think, well, faculty can only tell me about about if I want to be an academic and maybe I don't want to be an academic, you're know, true, but, but they can, they can sort of just help you in unexpected ways. I mean, many of them have had experiences they've worked outside of the academic field. I mean, I'm just saying that it's just, just make use of anytime you have a chance to get free additional help and advice net it's networking. You know, you always need to do that. I think you also have to develop a certain amount of resilience that there are going to be things that happen to you that are unfair. And sometimes you have to pick your battles. I mean, some things you can get upset about and complain about and other things are just going to be the way they're going to be. And it's not right and it's not fair. But on the other hand, you know, you're not a superhero. You can't fix everything. 
and not everything can be fixed. So you need to sometimes be able to sort of develop a long vision to sort of see beyond what the circumstances are now to see where you might come out over the long term. And that's where, again, different kinds of mentors, um, you know, in, in a number of different areas of your life can be helpful because they can help you develop perspective, you know, and alternatives. Claire gave me a lot of really great advice. And I think a lot of it is very applicable to where I'm at right now in terms of academics as well as life. Um, I mean, a lot of what she said was focused around mentors and finding people who will support you and give you honest feedback. And just like thinking as of right now, I have a couple of really great mentors um, that I probably won't have next year. I mean, I'm very much in an in-between stage in my life. Um, where I'm going off to a new place next year, new school, in a university setting. And the mentors that I've had in high school are now going to remain at my high school um, while I move on. So I'm going to have to find new mentors. And I think just her establishing like a criteria for mentors, having someone that is honest and will be critical, but not so critical that they're like tearing you down, just definitely constructive feedback. I feel like that's really valuable. Um, I mean, it's always, I've had a lot of mentors in the past and it's really important to find those people. And I'm really hoping that next year um, I'll be able to find some really great people that will be there for me and look out for me. Um, so it should be really interesting. I'm curious as to how that's gonna play out. Cause I don't know, I've kind of had these like built-in people for the past four years or so um, in high school that I've been able to turn to. And then especially within the past like year or two years, I've had like two people that have really been, I guess my people um, that I go to with literally everything. Um, and it's definitely sad not being able to have them next year. Um, but I, I will still have them in other capacities. It's just, I will have to find new mentors at university next year. I'm also really glad that she gave me the advice to use office hours. Coming from her perspective as a professor, she definitely has the insight into being like, hey, this is what's really helpful for students. Um, and that's gonna be helpful for me next year. And I feel like that's something that I can pass on to friends and other classmates and such. I think that office hours is like a great opportunity um, to get help as well as to just like form a connection with professors. Um, the final piece of advice that Claire mentioned was just about being resilient. And that's just really good general life advice. And it can be applied to a bunch of different areas. She definitely meant being resilient to be like related to school um, and academics. But just like 
being able to like quickly recover and bounce back from challenges, I think is something that needs to be acknowledged more. Um, I definitely am someone that tends to dwell on past struggles or just failures um, or what I would deem to be failures. But being resilient, I think, is definitely really valuable advice. I really liked all of the advice that she gave overall. Because um, a lot of most, I mean, they were all very applicable to school and learning and academia as a whole. But also just finding people that support you and um, being able to bounce back from struggles is just really good advice for life in general. And I definitely will be taking all of the things that she said um, with me next year, as well as with me through my entire life. Here is the advice that Amber Zambelli, one of the hosts of the Dirt Podcast, wanted to give. My advice is um, do not forget that you are a part of a community. If you are, if you're going into any kind of research or any kind of program, there is going to be this urge or pressure to sort of individuate and like find your thing, like find your thing that will be like your, your hook, your focus. Um, even while you do that, do not fall into the trap of thinking that you are working in a vacuum. Um, and it's something that takes a, a fair amount of um, kind of security in oneself and mm, uh, like? to uh, just sort of like to, to not feel threatened by other people, but uh, beyond just a cohort. So beyond just the people like in your class year, like find elder students, find students who um, like elder students who specifically um, resonate with you. So, you know, like I, I, um, and if I were, if I were in your position now, I would be looking for, um, I would be looking for queer people. I would be looking for, um, like disabled people. I would be looking for people from lower socioeconomic backgrounds or like rural folks. Like I would be looking for those, those aspects of my identity that are not a constituent of sort of the dominant, like sort of, um, current of, of the university out of things like that. Um, and like, find, find those, find those people that are looking to build community because you are, as we see, as we see in any kind of like union activity, but if, as we see in like student unions, um, like that is where your power is because it's, it is academia, um, as with many structures, um, is riddled with, with power imbalances. And so the only way, one of, the, one of the only ways that you can sort of take any of that power back is to band together. And so like the experience that I had, um, in a way that was, that was what, uh, something that I learned in my experience in the field um, at that site where we took care of each other. Um, that was that was the most that could be done in that situation, unfortunately, because the people who could do anything about it um, didn't know about it or didn't do anything about it, which it's more likely that years before people who knew about it didn't do anything about it and then it just kept going. And there was like sort of the implicit permission to do it. But 
that is something that you, that you need to remember, like you take care of yourselves. And, and so find your community, like find your friends, um, like you are not, that you're not in competition. Um, and, you know, if one day you're going for the same jobs, like you kind of signed up for that. And so like, you're, you're going to be, you, that these are your colleagues. Like this yeah, you is can, your, you can respectfully negotiate that situation. Right. And that'll be years down the line. So like, that's, so that's something that, um, I wish I had done more effectively when I was a student, because I think that it could have prevented a lot of things that happened. Um, and, and that's something that will make it not only will make the hard parts more bearable, but it will make the good parts so much more fun, so much more rewarding. And that's something that like doing the show with Anna of just like having that kind of sharing those sort of intellectual achievements and sort of like learning something and figuring something out and having somebody who like gets it because if you're sometimes I do but but like when you're doing like research if you like you like I can't call my mom and be like oh like I I just like I found this specific letter talking about this guy's relationship with this oil company and then he's in you and she's like that's nice like you don't have like so when you have this like your mom's great and supportive (laughs) she is supportive yeah but but she doesn't care like she doesn't care what this like one archaeologist is doing in Yemen in 1949. Like she really doesn't care. But like if you have that community of people who are like, that's what? awesome. Like that, that like that's so great. Like, like hype you up in the background. Yeah, like those are like that's what you need. Like you you need your community not just as a means of keeping yourself safe and keeping them safe, but you need them as a way to like share those joys. That can be like that can be Self. equally isolated, like when you are in of a, a department or a program or trajectory like that yeah I really love that Amber brought up um finding your community and like finding the people that um you can work with and that will support you and that will be with you um that share similar interests and I think that that's going to be super super important to me next year um because as I've mentioned earlier I'm going to a university like this is like big scary foreign stuff um and I mean right now um I am very lucky to be a part of a couple of really great communities I've done theater and choir my entirety of high school and even before that and then like um in some of my classes I have a really tight group of friends that have similar interests in the subjects that we're studying. And so I'm just, currently I'm surrounded by really, really incredible people. Um, That's going to change next year, like everything else will be changing. And I just really love that she brought it up. I do really value community and what you can learn from other people. I'm also really excited for next year. I mean, it's definitely scary and um, kind of unknown territory, but I'm really excited to start forming a community next year um, with all of the people in my school and in my specific major and whatever I choose to minor in or also study, because I think it'll be really valuable 
to learn from a bunch of different people that have grown up in all of these, like a bunch of different places, but we all have similar interests. I think that's going to be really exciting for me. Um, and I feel like the great thing about community is once you form a community, it's kind of always there for you. Like, yes, I am leaving my high school and I won't have the people I've done theater with for four years or done choir with for four years or even just the people I've had in my classes. Um, I won't be around them every day, but I'll still have them and we'll still have um, that foundational like interest in commonality among us. Um, and so I'm, for me, like community is just always building. You like build more communities, you join other communities and it's, you're adding, you're not subtracting. So I'm really excited for next year. And I'm glad that through this like podcast, I've been able to form my own little community of women in the social sciences because I'm learning a lot and I, I'm really interested in all of this and I wanna learn from a bunch of really cool women who are doing cool things and I want to support them and it's also nice that they're willing to support me by talking with me and then also giving advice. So I really value what Amber had to say about community. Now take a listen to Anna Goldfield from the Dirt Podcast's response. Uh, my advice would be something that I'm still learning to do, um, which is to think critically. And that is um, a, when you are starting out in a program of research, whatever that is, as, I mean, speaking of imbalances of power, as someone sort of newly coming into a field and learning about it from people who are more experienced, et cetera, there is the impulse, entirely understandable, to take things as received wisdom and just go, yep, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that being mindful of the instinct to do that and to recognize when you aren't doing it and to seek out other opinions, to kind of engage in dialogue with, with peers and um, to question, not question every, like you don't have to be obnoxious about it, but sort of question who is, like when you're reading research, right? Question, who is it for? Who is this written by? Who is it written for? Who's the audience, you know, um, is there, is there bias? Is there an agenda? Um, just be aware of those things. And, um, and sometimes you will find that you are in alignment with a particular take, but you know, it's good to try to think about it in a way that is critical of, of just an author saying, this is this way because well, and, and sort of an extension of that, something that my, my undergrad about, like one of the greatest things that I was ever taught that like, if anything like smart or incisive that I've ever come up with has really been the result of um, his advice to look at their footnotes, like look at the, look at the author's citations and see who they're citing because that's, it's, their, that's their like intellectual lineage. And because, you know, <clears throat> they might, they, there are lots of things that are just cited as received wisdom because somebody else cited it and somebody else, like, you know, something gets cited three times. It's a fact. And like that, that sort of, I learned that from the internet. Yeah. And so you have, you have these things that are just, um, 
based in nonsense, really. And, and so just sort of like the nonsense of your sort of intellectual forebear is, is taken as sort of like a foundation on which you build new research. So if you, if you find that like the foundation is a swamp is dumb. Yeah. Like that's not, then you have built your house of knowledge on, on shaky ground. Yeah. And completed your metaphor. Thank you. And, um, and so that's something that is, um, is really important. It's, It's important to apply both quite literally to your research and also metaphorically of just like the people that you come in contact with the researchers you come in contact with, um, how did they get to their perspectives? And you know, like not only what kind of work do they do, but who do they associate with? Like what programs did they go through? Like, are they, uh, you know, in some cases you've got like, oh, is it their ex-husband who wrote that monograph and they don't like it? So you end up with these like very unscientific things that are affecting science. And like we said, people are messy. And, and that people are saying like, well, it couldn't possibly be this. And it's like, how couldn't it be? And is it just because you don't want it to be and you you know you you, you, you know or... yourself to be an expert and since you don't think it, therefore it it shouldn't be thought. Um so those those like that's a yeah, I think thinking critically is good. This and these Thank are you. these are universally applicable advice. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that Anna brought up thinking critically. Um I feel like it seems so obvious to think critically. But also at the same time, I don't think a lot of people do. Um, I mean, if we aren't thinking critically, nothing changes. We're just regurgitating whatever the people in the past have said. I mean, we're not going to see change in the field like how each of my guests talked about if we aren't thinking critically and we aren't thinking about how we can improve things and become better humans Um, I feel like this is going back to like how we approach teaching in schools. We often, in a lot of the classes I've taken, a lot of what is taught is just like what is believed and not necessarily how to think in a way like that's like how to think critically. Um, I've taken a couple classes like IB history, um, where we do explore these like counter narratives and we look at who is writing the sources and what does that mean in terms of like the greater argument. So it's being taught, but I don't think it's emphasized enough. So thinking critically doesn't, it's not as like in the forefront of people's minds when they think of what they should be doing. In school, it seems like you're being taught to think in a certain way. And I think it's important to learn about a bunch of different ways to think so that you can formulate your own opinions and do what you have to do so that you can understand the world in the best and most authentic way possible. Um, I mean, just in our current uh, social and political climate, um, if we aren't thinking critically, then we're not going to be able to make the change that people keep demanding to be made. or even we won't even be able to recognize that change needs to be made or even how we could make that change. The world would be a better place if more people were thinking critically and making a conscious effort to think critically um, about where are they getting their news from? 
Who's creating these news sources? I mean, Anna said that, like, you don't have to be obnoxious about being critical of everything, which is definitely true. Um, But I think if we all approach our world and our media and everything we, like, consume with a more critical lens, then we'll not only understand our world better, but we'll understand each other better, Um, which is really good life advice as well as just really good um, advice for researchers and people who are interested in studying specific topics. And now some advice from linguistic anthropologist Sanja Narainen. I feel like my advice is very general at this point, but I think it goes to any sort of field. Um, You know, you need to have an open mind. You need to have a lot of patience and you need to have, uh, I think, a lot of, I think, humility and and that emotional awareness of when to just sort of like sit back and, and see how things play out. Because, again, you're not doing experiments necessarily. Right. And you're and you're also working with humans. So what we do is very sensitive. So it takes time. So you need a lot of patience. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 you need a very open mind to sort of sit back and sort of be like okay what is going on yeah but I, I think that is I those are I would say those are the two biggest things right and 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 then that endless curiosity like never being afraid to ask why right because you have to if you don't ask like well what is this about right but like asking again with that like open-ended curiosity well so what is actually going on because that's the only way you're going to figure things out right um i suppose the other thing which which is important i think in a lot of different fields is also um i think like an awareness and the ability to be really observant of things which you know, varies by individual, like what, what, what are you more observant about, right? So whatever field you go into, you get trained to be really uh, aware of, and be really ready to observe certain kind of phenomena over others, right? So whether it be linguistic anthropology or archaeology or cultural anthropology or whatever it might be, there's a kind of you have to be very sensitive about how observant you are in the world and what kinds of observations you are making, and then to be reflexive about why you might be making those kinds of observations. So it takes time again. It takes a lot of time to like figure a lot of those things out, but you know, um, those are also, I think, important life skills to have no matter what you do in whatever area or field you wish to pursue. I'm really glad that she just gave me very general advice, like being open-minded and having patience and being curious. Um, I think the thing about like patience and being open-minded are the most essential to research. Um, I mean, kind of going back to what Anna was saying about thinking critically in order to think critically, you also have to be open-minded and you have to have the patience to listen and to learn um, and to like actually take the time to properly understand things so that you're able to make change or just at least understand a new perspective. 
My favorite thing that she probably said, though, was about being curious and having that endless curiosity. Um, I'm a super curious person. I love learning anything and everything. I also really love listening to people talk and just learning from them. Um, this podcast has been really great because I get to learn about a bunch of different fields as well as a bunch of different like subjects um, and topics. And I'm glad that she brought it up. Um, cause it's more fun when you're curious and you're engaged with the world and you want to learn more. And I think curiosity is never harmful. I think that by having that curiosity, um, you're giving yourself that freedom to be creative in your thinking. And I think that's really great. I also really appreciate just the fact that she gave me advice as a whole. I really have liked getting advice from all of my guests because it's been so valuable just to hear what they think is important for young people like me to know because I was able to take away a lot of stuff from my interviews with them but by asking them what do I need to know what advice would you give me what advice would you give other young people it really opens up the space for them to kind of boil down the most important parts of their academic or professional careers and share their wisdom with people like me. And I'm glad that I get to share it with other people because it, I mean, I definitely will, I'm going to take a lot away from this, but the fact that I get to share it with others um, is really great. And it makes me happy knowing that Maybe this will inspire other people to think critically or have or be more curious or be observant or be patient or any of the things that have been mentioned um, by any of my guests so far. And finally, here is historian Annalise Hines's response. One thing is, I would say, you know, while you're in, in school, it is such a precious opportunity to follow your passions and learn more about yourself through what interests you um, and really just uh, seize those opportunities to dive in and experience um, different ways of, of thinking and writing and, and being in a place where you have structure and you have support. And that's a fantastic, just a really fantastic opportunity. Um, so embrace it and learn about yourself and, and take and take classes with people also based on who you are find to be a really powerful teacher because the reality is the person doing the teaching also <laughs> matters. Um, and at the same time, um, one thing that can happen a lot of times is when people are interested in history uh, and thinking about what to do next, uh, very often it's like, well, the assumption is it's teaching or bust kind of thing. That, 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 that's the only path forward. And in fact, there are many, many paths forward. Um, the most important thing again is to is to really get those those skills and that knowledge based on what inspires you. All of those things will be transferable to whatever you do next. Um, and so alongside your kind of intellectual explorations, try things out, interview people who are not 
in higher education or K-12 education, right? People who are doing things that you may not have encountered before. Ask um, friends and faculty for people they know who are off in the world and kind of learn about different possible paths forward. There are so many things that we're not exposed to when we're in school um, that exist out in the world or that you can make for yourself. And so don't feel like, oh, this is there's only one path forward for me. In fact, it's really about taking what you can and, and then making it what will be right for you. So next year, I do want to continue studying topics related to social sciences. Um, I don't think I've mentioned in specific that I'm going to be pursuing a screenwriting major, um, but I, I don't want to do just that. I want to continue to learn and grow and I'm really interested in the social sciences. I hope it's clear <laughs> given the fact that I have a whole podcast on it. Um but yeah, I want to I want to continue learning and it's really important for me to have a bunch of different interests. I mean, writing and creating is definitely a big part of my life, but also studying history and anthropology like all of these different topics are so fascinating to me and I'm really excited for um next year where I'm in a space that I can learn from so many other brilliant people like faculty as well as students and I'll be able to learn more things and maybe I'll find new topics to be interested in um so that's really exciting I'm so excited for that I really loved how Annalise brought up that the person doing the teaching matters. Um, that definitely resonated with me. Um, I've definitely seen this in high school. I've had a lot of really fantastic teachers and I really value um, what I've been able to get out of high school. I'm really proud of all that I've learned as well as like the skills that I've been able to build and I think that's definitely due to the fact that I've had such wonderful teachers. Um, there are a few in particular that their classes have not only taught me how to like think critically or like be a more conscientious person, but also just them as people have been able to encourage me to be a better person or just do what I can to reach my full potential. Um, I mean, this definitely goes back to talking about mentors, like Claire mentioned. Um, but having these people that are so supportive and so willing to help and to teach and to share their knowledge um, is really great. And so I'm really, I'm really excited to go to university next year and hopefully have some really fantastic professors that are really passionate about what they're teaching and um, that I really connect with because I think that'll be super valuable for not only my learning, but just like my growth as a person. Um, I also really liked how she mentioned like exposing yourself to new paths and like being very open to possibilities it kind of makes me think of this project. I mean, I would really love to continue this podcast and like talk to a bunch more women like outside of academia who study 
the same things, who study different things. Um, if you have any ideas of people or ideas, feel free to send me an email. Um, but I think this podcast could be a really great way for me to expose myself to other paths and other ways of approaching the world. Um, I am definitely someone who loves to always be busy and always be trying new things and learning new things. And so having this space where I'm not only putting out something that people find interesting, um, but that I can like try something new and push myself to think and listen in different ways is really valuable. Um, everything that Annalise mentioned was about opportunity and finding opportunities to learn and opportunities to push yourself and opportunities to be mentored. Um, cause I think that that's really central to the stage of life that I'm at. Um, and I'm so excited to experience all of these new opportunities, whatever they may be. And regardless of how scary they are, and I am so, I'm just so glad that she shared all of this like knowledge and wisdom with me because it definitely makes me more excited than scared now to try something new and to move on to the next part of life. it's all for this episode. I hope you were able to take something away from the advice that they gave that maybe could be applied to your own life. I want to thank all of my guests once again for sitting down to chat with me and answer my questions. I learned so much from them as well as from this process as a whole, and I'm really grateful that I had this opportunity. It's still so crazy to me that people want to listen to this and take time out of their day to do so. So thank you so much. This is a season one of sorts, and even though I have completed my project, I don't think I'm ready to end the podcast yet. There are still so many people that I want to talk to and things that I want to understand, and as of right now, I'm planning on doing another season. If you or someone you know would like to chat with me about being a woman in the social sciences, please send me an email at thedomainofwomen at gmail.com. I would love to chat with people from all different backgrounds and research interests, so feel free to reach out. Stick around because next week I will be releasing a bonus episode where my guests talk about the women in their field that they admire. It's a really great one and you don't want to miss it. You can find me on Twitter at Olivia N. Mayner for podcast updates and other upcoming projects. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you back next time. Bye. Bye.